Hello and welcome to Inside Your County Government, a podcast that brings you an inside look at the people and events in and around county government that shape our Charles County. I'm your host, Brent Huber. In this episode, we're talking about something incredibly important, especially during a pandemic, and especially during the holidays, mental health. Welcome. Joining me by phone is Monique Owens, mental health advocate with NAMI Maryland, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Welcome, Monique. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Let's talk a little bit about NAMI first and try to just establish, you know, what it is that you do and what NAMI does. All right. I've been working with NAMI since 2013. I started out attending one of their classes. And now I teach the NAMI Family to Family course, the NAMI Basics course. I am a facilitator for support group, and I am a state trainer for NAMI Basics. So what exactly does, I mean, when you, t- when you talk about teaching classes, what is it that you're teaching? NAMI offers psychoeducational courses. Mm-hmm. And in those courses, it teaches you about mental health. It teaches about the various mental health. And it depends on the stages. For example, NAMI Family to Family deals with the family that has a member that is above age 18. And that has a whole separate legal ramification because that person is over 18. Mm-hmm. There's certain things you can't do, but you still need to be able to advocate for them. Right, right. Now, the NAMI basic course is for children up to high school age. And so, therefore, the parent is more involved. And it teaches the parent how to navigate through the school system, mm-hmm. medical fields, hospitals, how to find psychiatrists, how to help the child with IEP programs. Bible school programs, dealing with crisis, how to communicate with the medical field, and unfortunately, maybe with you know justice system. Mm-hmm. So, so the NAMI covers a lot. Also, that we're advocating uh, health insurances and things like that. So you're really out there for people that are experiencing or people that have members of their family that are experiencing some type of mental illness and you're really out there to advocate and make sure they get all the help and care that they need. Yes, absolutely. Wonderful. Um, NAMI also offers peer to peer mm-hmm. and that's for the member who has the mental health challenge. And then they have their own group of information and classes. Oh, very good. So, You've been doing this for a while. What kind of stressors are you seeing out there and and how are people responding to them? Well, you know, because of COVID-19 and it's spreading in our communities, people are feeling additional stress Mm -hmm. or they are worrying about their or their loved one's health. As if it isn't enough, they feel stressed, sad, or anxious because of their holiday plans may look very different during the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, but what kind of things can really affect people right now? Anxiety, depression. There may be suicidal ideations, mm-hmm. but mostly those things. 
So during, during this time and, and people that are experiencing anxiety and depression, I mean, what are some of the things that, that people should kind of look out for maybe in themselves or, or in the people and, and family around them? A change in behavior or mood. Mm-hmm. If you or your loved ones experience symptoms of extreme stress, such as trouble sleeping, problems with eating too much or too little, feeling the need to harm yourself or someone else, the inability to carry out daily routines, activities, or using drugs or alcohol to cope, that's when they need to speak with a health care provider or seek help. So how does NAMI kind of fit into that? How do how do people get help? Well, NAMI has a helpline, mm-hmm. and that is 1-800-950-6264. Or if they're in a crisis, they can text NAMI to 741-741. Okay, so that's NAMI, N-A-M-I, to 741-741. And then somebody will text them back with, you know, what to do, contact numbers and stuff like that? Correct. And they can also refer them to other areas. There's other resources that NAMI uses as well that's in the community. So if somebody was in crisis or they, they knew of somebody that was in some type of crisis and wasn't sure what to do, they could reach out and get a little bit of guidance on what to do. And then whoever was in crisis could get some guidance on who to go to. Is that? Yeah. Okay. That's, that's yeah. kind of an important step. And I guess the, really the most important step is, is recognizing that and being able to reach out for that help. Right. Correct. They have to understand where they are. And the family members who are looking at them and observing their behaviors, then this will be a great place and a great time for them to seek that help. Okay. Now, sometimes when we talk about, you know, mental health over the holidays, there's always this impression or this, this feeling of suicide rates going up. Can you, can you address that and talk a little bit about that and maybe what somebody could do if they feel they need to harm themselves? You know what's ironic about this? What's that? I discovered looking for the information for suicide rates during holidays mm-hmm. that there isn't one. Really? Yes. According to the CDC, contrary to popular belief, the risk of suicide does not increase during the holiday season. Wow. Because we've always seemed like we hear and, 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 and talking to people, you, you get this impression that the rates actually go up around the holidays, but they really don't. They, they really do not. According to this, the, which is during the 2017 to 2018 holiday season, nearly two-thirds of the publications mentioning the holidays and suicide and the same articles falsely linked the two. Wow. Researchers found that suicide rates typically increase during the spring, not the winter month. That's really interesting. However, there is a condition called holiday blues, mm-hmm. which is different from mental illness. So short term mental health problems must be taken seriously. 
they can lead to clinical anxiety and depression. People already living with mental illness are often affected by the holiday blues. Children and teens get the blues too. The highest rate of child psychiatric hospitalizations occur in winter. Wow. So there's not really a, a correlation between increased suicide rates and, and the holidays, but there is a correlation between just what they call the holiday blues and being just down. And that can really lead to problems later on. Right. Correct. Right. So, and then you have the pandemic on top of that. And, and that does not make things easy at all, especially with, not. yeah, with everything changing and not being able to maybe gather the way you used to. And, yeah, that it makes it extremely rough. And people that are already, I would imagine, vulnerable to mental illness or experiencing it, it just, that just amplifies it, correct? Exactly. So what advice can you give for people with, with dealing with um, stress and anxiety and, and, and maybe grief or loneliness because of, you know, all these other contributing factors over, over the holidays to kind of help them through that holidays blues? My advice, it is okay to feel the way you feel. It is healthy to acknowledge your feelings and work through them rather than suppressing them. Talk with someone you trust and seek a professional therapist. Add positive thinking during this time. Remind yourself that it is just one more set of holidays that is going to be different and that you've made it through the others this year. Alcohol is a depressant, so avoid drinking when feeling stressed or down. This strategy can keep your mood upbeat. Overindulgence only adds to your stress and guilt. Avoid excessive tobacco and drug use. Be aware of how the information culture can produce undue stress. And adjust the time you spend reading news and social media as you see fit. I imagine that as a much larger contributor to people's emotional state than probably what we would assume or expect, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Because I know. I know it's doing it for me. <laughs> it, it does it for me. I mean, <laughs> I, I was I was stayed off social media for a couple of weeks, and oh boy, yeah. did I feel better. <laughs> mm-hmm. Since the rules of engagement are changing and we need to keep everybody safe in gatherings, we must be creative with our celebrations. It may mean smaller number of people than usual. Try to stick to your family unit or celebrate with extended family virtually. That is, that's, that's a very good idea and a very good recommendation. I mean, sometimes I think we forget that it's great to, to be in a room with people that we love and we care about, but it's also the communication. And if what we have is just virtual, just pictures on a screen, we're at least accomplishing part of that. Exactly. Yeah. Very, very, very good advice. So what are some good habits, you know, just to promote good mental health in general? I mean, I would imagine they're kind of the same, but, but what, what do you recommend? I would say take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Maintain familiar routines and daily life as much as possible. 
find healthy ways to cope, such as physical exercising, eating healthy foods, and get adequate rest. Stay connected with others and maintain your social network. Do what works for you to keep your thoughts as positive as possible. For example, gratitude journaling or exercises, practicing your faith and prayer, mindfulness with a focus on noting and refuting negative thinking, maintain a sense of hope and positive thinking, Write down things that are going well. Smile and laugh because laughter is the best medicine. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and you think that all that we've been through through 2020 with, with COVID and, and all of the craziness that, that we see day in and day out, if you can find a little bit of humor in it or find somebody who can find humor in it that you can follow or check in with every once in a while, it really makes a big difference. It does. Absolutely. So how can people find out more information about NAMI? So they can find information about NAMI on the website at www.nami.com. Dot org. Very good, very good. And then, of course, you have got the, the telephone numbers and the text line and all that information is also available on the website, correct? Correct. Very and good. And we also have Facebook pages. So I represent NAMI Maryland, and I also represent NAMI Southern Maryland. And both of those have Facebook pages. Those of us who are local in Charles County, can contact NAMI Southern Maryland through our Facebook page. Very good. And then somebody will get in touch with them and help them through the next steps. Yes. Okay, Monique, it was really great talking to you today and really great hearing some advice for people to to help help them navigate the the holiday blues, especially during a pandemic, and and make it through this with, with good mental health. So I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. And you enjoy your holiday time. You too. You too. Well, that's all we have for this episode. So thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Remember, you can find more great podcasts online at charlescountymd.gov slash podcast. Like this episode and head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We can be found under Charles County Government.